You're listening to Espresso Jams, short, concentrated, delicious conversations about business, technology, and entrepreneurship. If you're just starting out on your business adventure or you're a seasoned business professional, I'm sure you'll find value in these short conversations. Espresso Jams is brought to you by Apexable, providing the tools, insights, and transformative structures to help you reach your business summit. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to the show. Today, I have with me Vince Cortez. And Vince Cortez is a podcaster, a digital marketer, and a coach. Welcome to the show, Vince. Jed, thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. It's great to have you here. And um, for our audience, my friend, where are you hailing from today? I'm in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, I, I've been up north, and um, it gets colder up there than it does in North Carolina. That's that's about all I know. Yeah, it doesn't break for a little while. We <laughs> get some rain today, but, but you know, it's not, it's a warm rain, spring. But you guys have the Steelers there. Well, yeah, that's a whole other story right now. They're in rehab. They got to pull <laughs> it back together. The whole squad. Oh, boy. Well, it's, it's a good thing we're not here to talk about sports. Yeah, that could get long-winded. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how did it come about that you are a digital marketer? Um, I went to school for marketing, and I was um, a brick-and-mortar guy in the apparel business. So you were studying marketing, which now feels extremely organic. Uh, old school, face-to-face, get in front of people, trade shows kind of thing. And that core of my interest light in marketing really was the, the, the portion of problem solving for those you want to go serve. So it was like, if you, you want to be of use to anybody, you want to bring some value, but if you bring value and a trade, now you can do something for them. And so I really dove all in on the internet and taking the skills that I had from before and applying them in the modern arrangement. Now, none of it worked. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was about to ask you what correlations do you see and what worked? That was so interesting. Was the success that I had experienced in the brick and mortar just didn't translate? Um, The internet is an entirely different approach. Uh, new set of marketing skills are required. And so then that's, uh, I got involved that, but I really felt like the, the whole idea of being a problem solver was, was led me to the digital marketing. Yeah. Well, it's problem solving. I mean, I, I guess a marketer solves the problem of getting the company known, getting the product known and finding clients and get who actually want to pay for the service or product. I think real quick, the, um, The dynamics of the modern arrangement is because we're niching down so much. Uh, The the modern marketer is your sales force because you actually don't need that necessarily that contact person maybe to finalize an order. But as far as what you just mentioned being known, but then beyond being known, uh, having the opportunity to express what it is the offer is, um, creating what's unique about how you do it, and then the, the actual transactions go on, but it's, it's a uh, marketing is a skill that is paralleling any online business. If it's to succeed. Um, sure. 
there's a very, very low percentage that can get away with that, or they had an already established audience, like a corporate arrangement coming into the internet. But if you want to develop a business, um, you need to know how to market or someone who does. Sure. Now, I'm real curious about the transition from traditional marketing to the digital marketing. When, when you realized what you learned in traditional marketing or offline marketing, it, it was not working on the internet. And what, what was that like for you? And what, what was your mindset at that point? Um, I think the, the, the quote of when you keep doing the same thing and expect a different result was a sign of insanity. Yeah. I think that was what I arrived at. Um, <laughs> so how long it was were difficult you- just to share with you in the brick and mortar arrangement, I was doing 66 grand a month. If I did $30,000 a month, I was, upset about it. And it's like, that's a, that's a pretty good living. And so, um, I had a higher standard, but I also had an ego attached to that. So when I went in to go into this digital arrangement and it was all different and I need to learn a new language of how it works, I got it. I don't know. I've spent tens of thousands of dollars trying to take that old strategy and finally get rid of it. Like the old dog, new tricks. Cause it clearly wasn't the same. But um, uh, the the approach now to me that I would say is the most different is I was in that era where customer service was a big, big deal. And how are you going to treat the customers always right and so forth coming through the 80s, late 80s, 90s and, and beyond. So your customer support now is actually it's uh, it's pre um, problem. So you're not waiting for support for them to use the software and it didn't work. It's the approach is it is taken care of for you in advance. So you're not going to experience the problem. So it's, it's sort of like what I was like, I like call it on a memory forward type of thing where in this installment of the product or service, the customer support is included in how that thing is going to operate for you. Therefore, on the backside, if there are problems, they're extremely limited and are just a tweak, but they're of the mindset and the understanding of what needs to happen in order for it to just click. So that's the whole key is you want to get to the click, get it to it fast um, and, and be efficient with how you're wording your, your dialogue to lead them to that point. Okay. So when you talk about wording your dialogue, leading them to that point, I immediately start thinking about sales funnels. Yeah, that the funnel is a, an aspect of it. It's kind of interesting because Russell Brunson and ClickFunnels has done so well with that, but it's only one component of the whole thing. And it's actually the idea because it's like it before, before you have the end of the day, how are you getting traffic into the funnel? Right. You know what I mean? So it's it's a strategy, but it's not technically an executable one unless something else is next to it. So in this case, if you have an existing email, an existing client, now you're ready to roll on a funnel because you got somebody to run through the funnel. But if you just have an idea and the idea is to, to create a funnel, you're you're not halfway there yet. You know, so you really want to understand what it is you want to accomplish, um, not only uh, by deciding who you're going to serve, which is the most important in the first selection, but how you approach those people. Because sometimes a funnel isn't necessarily the best thing. As as we niche down, we see the separations. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. The, the funnel is not the, the be all and, and solve all. There, there are certain situations where it's not. Yeah, it depends on the business. Sure. And you talked about, as I understood it, and, and I'm trying, maybe I'm trying to simplify too much. But basically, a funnel doesn't work unless you have people to put in that funnel. Yeah, I mean, I think the the idea then of an automation is where it comes in because the automation is repetitive talk and control talk through your um, your campaign and your email and your arrangement of speaking out. I'm not really a big fan of the text messaging, although it appears to be becoming more prominent. Um, a, a phone number of which is not in my phone and someone making an offer to me, I think that's just really, that's a tough one. And, yeah. and you're playing a numbers game. It, that eventually may have some traction later on. I don't know, but I, I like the email because the email is the most secure, it's the most trusted, and you're going to get the best opportunity to put your offer in front of a mind that which will relate to. Um, you know, and and that it's kind of like that that email turns out to be that two percent that no matter what you do, they love what you do. So when you go into that list, your your numbers and your conversions are much different. Are going to be better. The reality is, if you don't have that, because this is what's going on: the self discovery and the self taught people don't understand that they have to parallel marketing to their idea on the internet. And it's like you and I go through it. You're teaching people how to run a business, but you're in the same time doing the marketing that you're going to show them how to do and that they need to do. So you're almost like make me duplicatable, but at the same token, because your content is different than mine, we won't be the same. Right. You know what I'm saying? So right. like yeah. we need your opinion in the market and we need my opinion in the market. It's not necessarily a competitive kind of thing. There's enough market to go around. It's up to you to be as clear as possible about your message in order for you to attract those folks. Right. I, I've like, always believed that there's enough market to go around. And I might offer a, something very similar as someone else mm -hmm. or 10 or 20, 30, 40, 100,000 other people. But my personality is different. My approach exactly. is different. The, Perspective exactly. is different. Exactly. Your fingerprint on it and right. your perspective is 100% right. Because it's like the, you want to look at a problem as in many different angles as possible. You know, and then it, 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 as you do that, it makes problems easier to solve. Sometimes they solve right away. Sometimes they don't solve for a while. Sometimes they don't solve at all. Right. You know, but. I think the uh, the concept of being a marketer was what turned me on from my previous experience and going in and really now grasping. It's uh, five years now on the internet. And so you got a much deeper grasp of how to do this. Uh, the personal branding is huge. Yeah, You kind of just touched on it. Um, I have businesses that I started, uh, mobile app business, Blue Torch Mobile, and it's it sounds corporate. That's not really what works in the way of these things. It's like if I could put a face behind that business, I was going to do much better. Um, I also have a copywriting business that I do because my concept as an agency to start was customer acquisition and then retention. So you want uh, the retention is you're going to spend less money and make more sales, but you have to earn that privilege of acquiring that customer first. And I felt when we touched on the funnels and, and touched on the automations, the, the most important part of that front side of that marketing being done correctly is the content 
and the copywriting. So if the copy isn't, because we touched on this a little earlier, you're everything you say, someone's going to see a visual. We don't think in words, we think in pictures. So understanding that, then if you want to create an emotional traction with your audience, you want to speak in, in uh, clear color pictures, you know, so the whole then idea is, is the clarity through, through speaking through the pictures. Now you now you'll pretty much attract whoever or whatever it is you seek. But that copyright is the most important part of your marketing campaign, uh, uh, paralleling, you know, your the love of what you do or your your uh, product or service that 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 all falls into place. But you're going to do them at the same time. What, what do you mean by that? Well, you're you're learning marketing. And as well as your your skill set of the product or service you offer, you're learning more about your audience. So okay. the skill set of the marketing, sharpening your tool and getting a better conversation or dialogue or just communication, they're going to tell you where to direct what you're doing. So now it's like you got the answers to the test, but that's because you lined up the level of communication and the quality of the conversation. So okay. it's like, it's really, I think it's most important because you see these guys come in with emails and they promote these huge in the 10,000, 100,000, 50,000 emails. That's not important. What's important is the quality of your list okay. and how well did they match up with your product or service. Now, once you hit on that, you know, some people need very few because they may be high ticket, you know, and then others might be a moderate and then others because they're budget price, they may need a lot, but it's really depends on your ability to know how to create the clarity in your product and then how to market that, how to get it in front of people. So we touched on um, getting more people in your funnel, getting people to the top of your funnel. What do you see that's, that's maybe a trend or that's working out there in the market to get that list for people who maybe don't have a list or they, they want to build their list. Um, I, I'm like uh, Brian Harris. He has a program called growth tools and um, he's very clear about you. You know, it's on you to figure it out, your product and, and your, your audience. And it, that's the truth of the matter. But uh, he's exemplifies how many different ways there are to do that. So um, a top of a funnel is really wherever you can get attention to what it is you do. So a YouTube channel or a LinkedIn page or Instagram. And then in those profiles of those pages, you're dropping in a link to get into your funnel. So the idea is you want to, you want to provide something you're going to give for free. Usually it's advice in the category you're, you're, you're being specific about, and then they give you your email, they get the advice, now they're in the funnel. Okay, so at that point, the email is swapped for the information, we begin the conversation. But at that point, that's not technically like a click funnel, where there's a, the, the, the mechanic part of this, where you sign in on the form, and that's the funnel part, like he's giving you those templates, but the funnel goes way beyond just the templates and running through them. So I always thought the the sales funnel is is like a funnel. You have a lot of people up top, and as you communicate more and make your offers, you get smaller and smaller until you get to the, your high level client, let's say, or your client, or or mm -hmm. what you, the result that you're really looking for with getting all those folks. 
And it may, depending on your business, it may take a hundred people in your funnel before you get one interest or maybe a sale it may take a thousand. Is, is that correct? Or am I way off on that? No, I think you're exactly right. It really happens where um, the better you get at collecting people that see what you do and may have interests. So that's like when that interest or that curiosity is, is what you do. The, anything thereafter until they ask you to word how, you're just providing value. So you're, don't, you don't really want to focus too much on the numbers, but necessarily the quality of the conversation coming back at you. Um, I like using another guy was Ryan Levesque. He does a thing called the ask method. Yes. And his mindset was is to create uh, polls, surveys, and quizzes. And on the backside of that, when people will respond to it, they create a word cloud. This was another one where they're going to tell you what to do. It's like cheating on the test again. Because in their verbiage, in that word cloud that the answers are, are given to him, he uses that verbiage back to trigger the direction of which they need to go with their business. So it's excellent coaching, excellent marketing, excellent strategy. So you're, you're most empowered when you're asking a question. And then when that comes back, it, you, you need to know what to do with the information, but it, it is what you need to know. And, and is that still relevant today? Because I know the ask method is, has been around for quite a while. Yeah. Um, no, it, it's it's relevant. Actually, there's other um, uh, methods of which they're creating these. I think one's called YouPage, uh, where you can create quizzes and calculators and all this kinds of things that will make your website. You drop it in embedment, so you're, all of a sudden your website's interactive now. And uh, I think it's probably more prominent or, or done more creatively where, you know, unless it's that three to five question questionnaire or poll, like the quick hitter and the side menu of whatever page you're on, um, those will always be prominent too. But for whatever reason, uh, it's a human instinct to want to give your two cents or to see if you match up or, you know, if the curiosity and the, 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 the quiz or the survey is placed properly, they'll almost answer it every time. And remember, that's an audience, you know, the cold audience is the top of the funnel. That's where you have the link to get into it. But also that's where you have this poll that's going to drop them into it as well. So you're creating different tentacles of links in different areas of the Internet that they're, they're falling into your funnel. So this guy came in off of Instagram. This guy came in off of LinkedIn. This guy's been watching a bunch of my videos on YouTube. He came in. So but they're all coming in off of that same link planted everywhere. You know, so you get the funnel is constantly bringing new people in where you're at is, is in the automation, the email, they get more granular and that conversation where they kind of weed out, as you mentioned, till you, we get to that 2% where pretty much whatever you're talking about, they're in and they want, and they want more, you know, but the, 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 the reality of the more is coming from them. Right. As they learn more about you, you, you build credibility you build authority, you build the confidence that you are the person who can solve their problem. Yeah. I mean, you're technically personal support and it doesn't get any better than that. People feel comfortable with that. That's relationship driven. I got this guy over here. He knows what he's talking about. If he doesn't, he'll find the answer for me. You know, so that whole idea of as an entrepreneur, anytime you can throw a net out, you, you do it. <laughs> you know, you never know when when good liaisons can come back into play, but it's part of your understanding how to be an, an entrepreneur and know how to network. 
Right. And, and I believe in testing. You mentioned a number of different platforms and not all platforms were created equally and not all platforms will give you the same response. I so, agree. So could we, I mean, I, I always think about A-B testing, but that's not really correct when you're testing the different uh, platforms. You want to, you know, I, I think, um, Vince, you want to put it out there and s- check the results that you get. Excellent. Yes. It's again, it's like the whole point is to, to get it in front of them. Um, I was talking about this the other day about the skill sets, almost like how when we go to the doctor, we're expecting the doctor to have good bedside manner. You know, as a marketer, they're expecting you to know what to do next. So the idea of putting in front of your people what will get the quickest response is what's most important. But um, I think that um, the whole idea of using the strategy of scaling and allowing yourself to measure where you are in your process. Um, your ability to then read your analytics and your numbers becomes much easier. But that the scaling really is your blueprint as to how to behave and or what to change as you're moving through it. And the cool part of the scaling is it works over and over and over. Right. So having a method where you can scale or you can know what part of the process you're in continually also helps. So it's it's like it's not important to know there's numbers but to know what those numbers mean that's what's more important yes 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 and as you get more experience in doing your ads and and building your list and getting your funnel filled you get more experience you're you're able to refine more your research efforts and get more data um actionable data well, I think a skill set on that bedside manner part was is that when you're a marketer, you're a, you're like a doctor because someone is coming to you with a problem and you're a problem solver calling yourself a marketer. So you have to understand how to diagnose what the problem is. So you have a doctor-like skill in you, but the, the, you also have to have the ability then on what you're referencing is with the split test is you're part chemist. Because in a lab, you're you're just continually doing experiment and test after test after test. So by whatever means, because I think as we're moving forward, um, you said about Ryan Levesque, that his method is still around, but it's been elaborated on the same is here on this side of things, where the idea of the conversation and how it evolves and how you make contact with them has become much easier. Oh, it's become easier. Because I, I get a lot of offers all the time on email and I see it on Facebook and LinkedIn and all of that stuff. And it's always, it's, um, it's a PDF. I don't see a lot of quizzes. I see a lot of downloadable materials and webinars. Well, what I like to do with the, the, the quizzes and the polls is it's a great way for somebody to come to you and is just learning. And it's like, I look at it as the toe in the water approach. So like another one is Todd Brown. Um, and he has a wonderful approach where he gets a direct response marketing. He finds out exactly what his market is. So before he's spending tens of thousands or even thousands of dollars or maybe even 500,000 or less, but he, he is for a hundred bucks, he's going into the market in a 10 day window and telling you what's hot and what's not because he knows how to test the market. 
and he knows how to read the product of which you dropped in there, will that or will that not or won't work? So you, these types of methods where knowing how to throttle that is what you'll put the investment in. But the whole idea is, is knowing how to do that on a smaller scale, because now you could provide for other people. Like I'll come in, it's they'll have a product for me and I'm, I'll run it through. Cause it's like, you're going through a process of starting a business. It's not just necessarily an idea of what you're emotionally attached to. That's probably more of an old school. It's more like, who do you want to serve and how am I going to serve them? Uh -huh. So you're shifted already, but the, then the approach is, is you're working your way through how am I getting the people the help that they need and by the shortest means and the clearest means possible. Right. Because yes. people, if they're interested, they'll do step by step by step for you, but you don't want to do that. Ideally, if you keep things between two to five steps, you're in the hot spot because that feels like something they can get through quickly. They're confident about the attention span can last that long. And you just boom, boom, boom. You walk them right through it. 15 minutes went by and you just pounded them with a, a bunch of information, but it, it's repeatable. So the next time you talk to them and the next time you, you're cultivating that mindset and that habitual behavior in them. And a lot of people really want you to lead them, especially if you're teaching. Yes, it's a journey. They want to be on a journey that's going to take them from A to B. And they're paying coaches for a shortcut, for knowledge, to eventually save them time and money because they don't have to make all the mistakes by themselves. And I, I yeah. love that. And that that's, um, brings me to a question. And the question is this, Vince. What is the... What, what is the, the thing that you could leave our listeners with today? Something they can take away, maybe an action step or something. Hmm. I think probably what's most important moving forward is, is to be uh, as aware as possible. Um, uh, you want to be aware of the opportunities that are around you that you can plug what your idea is or what it is inside of you you're motivated to do. And just kind of rest your mind continually on that. Your intuitive will, will bring you to what it is you'll need to do. It'll be an amazing thing because you have this sense about you, like all of a sudden, you know what to do and you know all the answers. But you have it's a tapping into yourself because we all have an initial uh, an innate desire in us to achieve and to accomplish. So we found what it is we want to do. But it's in our awareness that when we begin to see how much opportunity is around us, our comfort zone comes down, our confidence goes up, and things begin to happen for you. But you kind of in your awareness, you turn yourself into a tuning fork. You you technically attract the energy you put out. So you want to be mindful of, of your energy and your awareness. And that's all I got today. Yeah. Great. No, I'm all about attracting clients and not chasing clients. Yeah. And Vince, how can people get more Vince Cortez? They want to know more about you and, and learn well, about uh, what right now. I, I'm just real quick plug. They, uh, I have a podcast and uh, I'm a cancer survivor, which was the motivating force behind the podcast. But as a marketer with a podcast, it's called Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. I have a YouTube channel and that's how you look it up. Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. And uh, I 
Um, after 10,000 subscribers, so we've just begun, we have under 100, so you get a bit of a journey ahead of us, but uh, we're doing great things where we're being able to promote the marketing and the understanding of being an entrepreneur as well as having some self-discovery and some deeper learning about yourself in this world we're living in. So it's all working. It's, it's going well. And what's the name of that podcast one more time? Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Now, there's a couple Leave Your Marks out there. So you put with Vince Cortez at the end and you'll find it on YouTube. Uh, I, I'm also on the App Store and Google Play. So we have an app you can access us as well. Oh, okay, great. And we'll have all those links in the show notes today. Okay. Very good. And um, did I ask you what's the best way to get in touch with you? Um, I would say probably on my LinkedIn, LinkedIn channel. Okay. Yeah, so it's Vince Cortez. Say that's it, the the proper pronunciation. We were raised Saint Cortez, so we go with what Dad said. And uh, you know, you, you'll find me on LinkedIn. Okay, super. And again, that those notes or those links will be in the show notes today. Thank you so much for being with us, Vince. Yeah, today. Joe, that was great. great. I enjoyed coming. Bye. Great conversation. Bye yeah. now. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Espresso Jams. If you like what you heard, please subscribe on your preferred channel. Never miss another episode. If you'd like more business tips on technology, entrepreneurship, and doing better, you can find me on LinkedIn at Joe Matz, that's J-O-E-M-A-T-Z, or go to my website, apexable.com, that's apex-able.com. I'm your host, Joe Matz. Wishing you an awesome day.